0: What is up, New York? The Big Rig here. Follow me at on Twitter. Number to call 347 989 0635. And I don't know if you can hear it, but I still hear the Met fans rejoicing in the streets. They might interrupt my show a little bit because I still hear them. Now, listen well and good. Mets win the series, beat the LA Dodgers 3 2 in five games. Now, We can celebrate for a little bit, but the bigger picture is coming on. We're still not done yet. Okay, the Mets fans, Mets, got to get it together. Got a big series coming up against the Cubs, and they're not going to be as easy as the Dodgers. Granted, they don't have the pitching like the Dodgers, and we're going to go into this a little bit later. Preview the game. You know, go over uh, last night's game. We're going to do a little bit of NFL picks for you. Got a special guest coming in. My resident gambling expert, and he's going to give you his picks, what he thinks about the teams for the NFL, and just overall how the NFL is going. Maybe a little bit of fantasy, but that's not till later on in the show. Right now, the Mets, the New York Mets, the team that you've been waiting nine years to get in the postseason. Sandy Alderson, this whole time next year, by this year, give me three years. Every year you're just sitting there wondering at the end of the year when you don't have a winning record, when is this team going to bring it, come together? When's the team going to start making that push towards the playoffs? Terry Collins, a lot of people called for his head last year. Okay. But now, now it's a different story. Terry did what he had to do. Now you're kind of seeing what kind of manager Terry is. And in the playoffs, hey, (laughs) there's nothing better right now. Terry is managing a great series. He managed a great series there. So Sandy Olderson's team, he's like, hey, when it's time, it's time. And when Sandy Alderson decided it was time, he delivered. He delivered in a big way. So we're going to talk about the Mets starting off. We're going to go over last night's game, some mistakes, some early cues that had you feeling a lot differently than the outcome of the game. So we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and uh, go over the Met game last night. Be back 347 989 0635. Number to call. Follow me at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. And we'll be back in a minute. back okay so the new york mets last night it came to fruition what everyone was expecting when the alderson collins regime came into play so it took a while it took a while but i no one's unhappy with the results that happened you guys are in the nlcs now you beat the dodgers two cy young award winners four times you faced in a five game series you faced two cy young award winners and you came out victorious. Now, that has a lot to say about the lineup of the Dodgers and the the managerial choices by the Dodgers. But it also has a lot to say about the Mets and what kind of uh, team they are. They built this team to do exactly what it's doing right now. And it's working perfectly. Um, Lions last night, Mets three runs. <clears throat> you know, three runs, seven hits. One error. The Dodgers, two runs, six hits, one error. So it was a real close game. You had that feeling that the game was going to almost be taken away from you right off the bat. The Dodgers came out on fire. They had runner, runners in scoring position, runners on bases almost every inning up until the fifth. And you thought, how is, how is the Grom going to handle this onslaught of hitting in, in our elimination game where it's winner go home. And DeGrom handled it wonderfully. He pitched – he was a warrior last night, a gladiator. You could put the helmet on, give him the sword and shield because he went into battle for you guys last night. And he came out victorious. And it was a bloody, brutal battle. And he still came out victorious. So that's the kind of pitcher DeGrom is. He kind of showed you what, what he was going to do for you guys from now until he's done pitching for the Mets. And anytime the Mets are in an elimination game, or they're on, the game's on uh, the season's on the line, you want Degrom on there. I'm convinced he is in sole lead for number one. And he had a few few uh, you know relief appearances by Syndergaard. Talk about that a little bit later. So overall, in the game, right? So you start up the game, and the first play of the game, you got a call on first base. Uh, Umpire, I don't. You can't say he blew the call, but it's a bang bang play. He's got to make that call, but he called him out, and he was clearly safe. So we had a review on the first play of the game. So every Met fan is just like shaking their head, like, "Is this going to be another one of those games where we're going to have to rely on just flat out scoring a ton of runs and not worry about the umps, what the umps are doing?" No, it wasn't like that. Thankfully, it, it slowed down. He got the call right okay murphy who's been the savior of the mets came through in the first inning hit a double got the third on an error scored the run mets go up 1-0 in the first inning which is beautiful okay murphy has carried this team on his back all series he's he's the only one he was the he was the mets justin turner okay so if you had a trade off turner Murphy, I think the Mets fans are still going to take Murphy every time, because he, what he did in that series was show you that he belongs on the Mets. Who knows if he's going to stay on the Mets next year? We're not going to talk about that now, but as of right now, he's a Met, and he is doing the job for you guys. As far as the Dodgers go, the three guys that we talked about yesterday, Ethier, Turner, Gonzalez, came out in the first inning, and they were hitting and you kind of got that feeling like the Grom doesn't have his stuff. The Grom looked bad early. He led a lot of people on base, a lot of hits, a couple good hits, nice hits, a lot a couple, couple bloopers, but they scored runs and they scored two runs in the first. So now you're thinking, oh, is this going to be is this going to be that kind of game where we're going to go shot for shot, blow for blow every inning? And thankfully it wasn't. But the Grom was in trouble almost every inning leading up to the fifth. I think the fifth was his first no uh, no men on base inning. So he kind of left you, ah, what's going to happen here? Are we really going to get this? But he did. He was a warrior. He came through. Then in the fourth, okay, Murphy, who continues to do the right thing. He does every, He can do no wrong. He ain't paying for a beer tonight or ever probably in New York. Guy will drink for free for the rest of his life after this series. He made one of the smartest, a guy that's not known for making any smart moves on the base path. This guy has blundered and failed on the base path since I've seen him in the uniform. One of the smartest moves you will ever see a baseball player make, and I'm surprised it hasn't gotten exposed before. Yesterday, he was around. He got um what happened was he was on first base. Okay. Guy after him walks, he's jogging slowly down the second base realizes they're still in their shift. Okay. So you have Turner over by second base still by second base. When he reaches it, jogging slowly, he looks up, sees no one at third base, but the third base coach. Okay. Greinke still on the mound with his head down, turns and just jets it for third base. So He's basically stole third when right from other him. And a lot of people might argue this. A lot of people might not that ruined the Dodger season in the later innings. After he hits that home run, if he still hits that home run, the game's still tied. You're still in it. So if they don't get that run after him stealing third and getting the sacrifice fly to score. Now Murphy scored the tying run in the fourth, instead of hitting the home run in the sixth, which would have been the tying run. So, now you're in a different ball game. The whole the whole game has changed for the Dodgers now. Now, what I want to know is, when you're in that position, and you're in a shift, do the managers not go over who covers third base on that? I mean, Greinke has to have the the wherewithal to to realize that he's on third base. He has to cover that. So you can blame you know, oh, it was a cheap play, you know, smart base running move, but, you know, it wasn't Granke's fault. No, it was Granke's fault. He should be covering third base. And the reason he didn't is the reason why he lost that game. He settled down. He was pitching fine to that. But Granke's got to cover third base. Now, he Murphy makes the, the that, that great base running move, gets sacrificed, then tie game in the fourth. Okay, DeGrom struggles a little bit in the bottom of the fourth, comes out. Collins with the he just has that, hey, I'm going to do what I'm doing when I'm managing this team. He believed in in uh, DeGrom, left him out there, said, hey, listen, we're going to win with our best. And you want more managers to do this. A lot of managers start panicking. They take their starter out too early. And when, when that happens, you go to your bullpen. Now, the Dodgers' bullpen is not good. They did great this series, all right? The Dodger bullpen – Surprised a lot of people this year In this series But you still want to go with your best And Collins did that He said, you know what, we're not going to Guard yet, we're going to let this guy Grow up right now, he's grown up in front of us In the playoffs, get your cape on Carry us, do what you're doing Regardless, we're winning or losing This game with you, DeGrom, and that's what Collins said DeGrom took it all in And he, he said, hey coach I got this, and that's exactly What he did, and it was perfect uh, 347-99-0635 is the number to call. Uh, we're going to take your calls in a little bit as soon as we done with we'll break, and we'll be back in a second. back, talking about the Mets game five last night. The Mets won the series, going on to face the Cubbies, Saturday night, John Lester versus Matt Harvey. Good game, we'll preview that in a little bit. I'm going to go to the phone lines right now, see what we we'll we got going on, see how the Mets fans are feeling. Uh, Caller, what's up? What, what's your name? Where are you from? Hey, what's up? Caller, This here?
1: is Joe John. Hey, guy. How up. you doing, you bud? hear me?
0: Yeah, I hear what's you. What's up, what's bud? On? Hey,
1: what? Hey, with all the money the Dodgers are spending uh, on these big name players, what, what do you think? You think Matty Lee still has a shot? You think he's gonna they're gonna fire him?
0: Well, here's the deal. Now, when you make a, a significant investment in your team and to the tune of 260 million dollars, you want results at the end of the year. You just don't want to go to the playoffs every year and say, "Hey, my manager did a good job." You know, if you say, look at it like this: if you're running a business and you're paying a guy. $40 million to run a fortune 500 uh, company. And he's just doing the bare, um, the bare necessity to get the, the job done. Are you going to keep him there? Are you going to get someone that wants to do more with what you, what you're giving them? So the Dodgers have a lot to think about. I don't think Manly is going to make it past this offseason. I think there's a lot better managers out there that they can hire to get that team on the right track. Don Manningly is not the right man for that job, especially with that payroll. Now, some of the contracts that they have are not good the Crawford contracts, not good. The Gonzalez, even though he hit a little bit in the series, definitely not a good contract. So they're kind of buried with their contracts. It all depends on how much money they want to spend. If they want to keep on spending money, you're, they're going to keep on winning. So, that, that uh, that's all. What do you got? What do you got, Cole?
1: Uh, all right, thanks, Big Rick. That, that was my question. Thanks a lot. Appreciate
0: it. No problem, bud. Have a good day, all right?
1: Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.
0: So, like that Kohler just said, when you have a team that's making $260 million a year and he's, they're not producing what the ownership wants, you got to make a decision whether you want the guy or not. Now, Maddenly makes a lot of boneheaded mental errors in the game, like the shift play. You're having a guy shift with a man on first and you have no one cover third base. These are the small things that are going to cost you your season. And Maddenly, throughout the season – throughout the series has made boneheaded mistakes taking out starting pitchers, Kershaw, you know, in that, in that inning to bring in bias. Why would you ever do that? You're taking out the best pitcher in the league to bring in a so, so reliever who hasn't really done a good job for you. So those are the kind of questions you sit there and you ask yourself, Hey, do I really want this guy hanging around? Do I want this guy to be the guy that leads us to the championship when he hasn't done so now he, the last three years, he's led them to the playoffs. Okay. But I see a lot of people, you know, a lot of managers leading them teams to the playoffs. But when you're spending that kind of money, you want to keep, you want to keep going. You don't want to get knocked out in the first round, second round every year. Eventually you say, Hey, Maybe I can manage this team, okay? Maybe I can manage this team better than my manager can. You know, when I go there and talk to, you know, my manager, and he he comes to me and acts like,
1: Well, then I get all excited. I'm like, JoJo, the idiot
0: circus boy with a pretty new pet. And, and you're like, Don, Donnie, what's going on up there? Are we all there? Hey, you were a great baseball player. But when it comes to managing, you're not there yet. And he's not. Now, on the other hand, Terry Collins, he had, I could just say balls. He had balls this series. He just went with his gut. He did what he wanted to do. He didn't listen to his pitching coach, his, his hitting instructor. He just went and did what he wanted to do, and it showed. And he was going to live and die by the sword, and that's what Terry Collins did. Okay? He left the Grom out there. Hey, you're our guy we're losing or winning with you. You're not getting bailed out of this. You're a second-year pitcher. You're not getting bailed out. He held them accountable for what they were doing. He had Murphy come up in the 6th inning. Put give him the lead. All right, DeGrom stuck it out. Got the win. Be two Cy Young award winners. And that hey, listen, that's DeGrom battling. That's also Collins leaving him in there and saying this is you. So deGrom went two and oh, beat Kershaw, beat Granke, Okay. Pitched six innings. Which which was a hard, hard fought six innings. It wasn't easy. By any means was that not an easy six. That was probably the most grueling outing he's ever he's ever pitched. All right, aside from the regular season where you falter a little bit, but then you have your bullpen come up, and it's a regular season game. You're on the spotlight here. Okay, six innings pitched, six hits, two runs, two earned, three walks, which is uncharacteristic, especially in only six innings. Three walks, kind of got the ball away. Seven strikeouts. Hey, he was, he was once he got his changeup working, he started pitching better. All right, DeGrom pitched the series to a tune of a 1.38 ERA. Hey, you can't get much better than that. Syndergaard came in, another rookie. DeGrom's not a rookie, but Syndergaard. One in pitched, pitch, no hits, no runs. One walk, two strikeouts. And he showed you that he has poise out there. And that was the big question going into this postseason. Were my rookie pitchers going to be able to handle the spotlight? Were they going to be able to take the ball – and say, Coach, I got you, and get and come out victorious. And they did. And then Familiar with one of the most brilliant decisions a manager has made in the playoffs in recent memory. Collins left this guy in, brought him in the eighth, left him in for the ninth, sixth out save. You never see it. Every manager is always on this. Oh my, my closer is only good for three, four at the most. No. No, that's not what happens, okay. He did it. He showed you C- Terry Collins is writing a book right now on how you should manage in the playoffs, all right, and every manager out there should follow all right La Russa, Madden, you know I know you guys want to be innovative and hey, hey, listen, it's baseball all right you you're not you're not a football or you're not going against you know another team's strategy it's everything's relied on your 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 starting pitcher and the pitcher and the decisions you make fielding defense. Yes. That comes into play, but the, every game is won by your pitcher. The lines are built off of your pitcher. Okay. Home away counts a little bit, but everything's built off the, the guy pitching and momentum is only as good as the next day starter. Momentum is only as good as the uh, next innings reliever. Okay. I'm taking your calls at three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five. How you doing caller? What's up? Where are you from? What's your name?
2: Go on, Bigger's K okay, man. Just, uh, yeah, I agree with your take on uh, you know, had the Grom battle and everything. I heard a stat, which I thought was a pretty crazy stat. He threw 105 pitches in the game. The Grom that is 57 of those 105 pitches were made with with men in scoring position, which is crazy when you think about that. You know how many pressure pitches he had to make, you know, throughout that game. You
0: know, well that that's that, now see this is where you're seeing the Grom sort of come into a zone in the playoffs. Now, a lot of pitchers can't handle that, and a lot of pitchers look to their manager to take them out in that situation because either they don't feel comfortable or confident in what they're doing or they just want to get out of the game and go bury their head in the sand. And the Grom showed yeah. you that, hey, listen, I don't want to do that. I want to be in this game. I'm losing this game, whether it's, whether it's me pitching a bad pitch or them just being a better uh, a better player at bat. But he stood in there, he made the pitches he needed to make, and he showed a lot of wherewithal last night.
2: Yeah, and how many times you watch a game, you know, and uh, a team has a bunch of chances early and they don't capitalize, and how many times does that come back to haunt you? So as a Mets fan, I was thinking about that, you know, from from the Dodger perspective. Like the Dodgers had to be in the fourth inning, and it's 2-2 two two after Murphy steals that run. They got to be saying to themselves, how the hell is this game 2-2? Two we should be up up four or five runs right now, you know, and I I just think that might have started to creep into our minds a little bit, and uh, you could feel the game change, you know, if Murphy stole that run.
1: And uh, that's all I got.
2: I got to run here, but I'll I'll hang up and listen to you. You got to call it. Thanks. Well, from the Dodgers' perspective,
0: you have to be sick to your stomach after that game with all the scoring opportunities you had and all the the chances and, and, you know, not taking pitches. I mean, Degrom wasn't on his game. He was walking people. He was he was not hitting his spots. I don't think he hit one spot for the last uh, for the first three innings. His changeup wasn't working. His out pitches weren't working. He wasn't the pitcher that you have seen in game one. You got to you got to take a, a different approach at the plate. You can't just go into you know have a set in your mind thing that you're gonna run against a certain pitcher when the pitcher is off his game you got to approach the plate differently you got to have a different aspect in your mind on what you should do especially with guys in scoring position now the dodgers did not capitalize on anything last night the first inning yes after that no every inning guys in running into scoring position 57 pitches at 105 were with men on base that that tells you a lot about the and his character and what he's building for right now okay so the he, 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 everyone agrees that he's your he's your number one now. It's not even a question, okay? He beat the two Cy Young Award winners. The Mets beat the two Cy Young Award winners four times at the plate. The Mets, you know, a, a lot to be desired. It, aside from David Murphy, who is just having the series of his life, probably the series of of the the postseason so far at any team. Okay, he had a double, a home run, two RBIs, run scored, Darno with a sacrifice. So Darno, you know, Darno's been carrying a little bit too. Here and there bits and pieces, but he's still contributing to their wins. A lot of guys on this team that aren't okay, Duda. You gotta think long and hard now if you're Terry Collins. What you're gonna do with Lucas Duda? Maybe Kadier can come in and change it. Kelly Johnson. But Duda is not hot. I know it changes series to series, pitcher to pitcher. You know, if you got two pitchers that are Cy Young caliber and you can't hit them, do you really blame the pitcher? Or the batter, rather? Can you blame Duda? He was facing two Cy Young award winners four times. So maybe that had something to do with it. But Duda needs to step it up. And Terry Collins needs to hold him accountable for what he's doing. I heard a um, a little snippet yesterday that Terry didn't want to take him out he was he didn't want to hurt his feelings not hurt his feelings but Lucas dude is an emotional player and if you take him out or bench him he kind of starts going off the deep end and you got to kind of reel him back in you know hey it's the big boy leagues now we're in the playoffs I don't care about that and neither should you Terry David Wright now your 22 million million dollar boy aside from game one where he came up big for you guys has done absolutely nothing he gets bailed out of every situation. Murphy has carried him throughout this series. And he's a number two hitter, which I feel is is a bad spot for him. He's not a number two hitter. You should move him back in the lineup. Because you have better players that you can put there. Number two is a little high up for David. I don't think he's getting the right situations he needs to be successful. But David Wright needs to start picking it up. If you're going to beat the Cubs, you need all hands on deck for this. This is not going to be an easy series. You got Lester, you got Arietta. I know Lester is very beatable. Okay? Hendricks, very beatable. Aside from Arietta, I mean, you go starting pitching with the Cubs, you're talking the Mets by a long shot. A long shot. The Grom, I'm convinced, can go with any starting pitcher in the league right now. Okay? Lester, Hendricks, Hamels, they're Lester does not scare me. He hasn't scared me in in years. Maybe he got this resurgence, but you know know he has it in him. So I wouldn't really worry about that. You just need to play your game. You need to start hitting. Okay? Granderson. People want to run him out of town last year. Now he's doing the job. Now everyone loves him. Okay? So you have the little things coming up and doing their jobs that they – kind of weren't doing last year. And from this lineup to go from what it was in June to what it is now, it's all hands on deck. Right. Duda, you are the two biggest culprits here. Can't really get on Wilmer Flores. He shouldn't even be in this position. And that might hurt you in the series coming up. We made a throwing error last night. is just so much better gloved than him. He's a better bat, but he hasn't been proven it. You got that hit up the middle last night, but then you couldn't capitalize on it. So Flores might hurt you. Duda and Wright, he, you need to you need to start hitting the ball. David, you're getting paid a ton of money. Come out there and hit the ball. Maybe you need your, your great kazoo helmet back on. But I'll tell you what, ever since that, you know, Matt Cain beating him in the head, he hasn't been the same person. You know, especially this year. He's a, he's a, a consummate 300 hitter every year, year in and year out. And this year he's just, he seems like he's, you know, it's the whole back issue. I know he had the the stenosis or whatever it was called. I, I understand that, but don't play if you're hurt. And if you're not hurt, be a major league baseball player, especially the guy, the captain, lead your squad. If you're the captain of the team, lead your squad. You need to do a better job, David. Otherwise, you know, people are going to start losing respect for you. And I'll tell you what, you know who has it right now? Daniel Murphy and Jacob DeGrom. Those are the kings in New York right now. Forget Harvey, forget Wright. You told me in the beginning of the year that Daniel Murphy and DeGrom would have been the heroes of New York come postseason. No one would have believed you. I wouldn't have believed you. Me thinking Wright, Harvey, no. It's DeGrom and Murphy. And those were the players of the series. Discussing this a little bit uh yesterday, I don't know who you give it to, Murphy or DeGrom. Yes, DeGrom beat two Cy Young War winners. But Murphy also homered against two Cy Young war winners. So, I, I personally, I think if you took them both out of the series, I think you might have snuck a win in, two wins in, depending on how the, the lineups went. Without Murphy, you don't win the series. So I'm leaning more towards Murphy. Murphy is the player of the series for me. The Grom's a real close second. Okay? 347-989-0635 is the number to call. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. All right, we're going to take a little bit of break. Uh maybe come back with your with your calls. We're going to talk about the Dodgers and how they failed on almost every aspect of the game. Go over a little bit of uh game uh, or, or the next series, NLCS. And then we're going to talk about our football picks and bring in Hulse's hot picks to discuss the, my resident gambling degenerate. We'll be back. Talking about the game five, Mets Dodgers. Um, kinda went over everything the Mets did good. Everything the Mets, you know, kind of faltered on hitting wise and what. Uh familiar six out save, fantastic. Clipper didn't get it to see the light of day, which is kind of a good thing for the Mets and the Mets fans. They don't really want to see him come back in. He's usually good for one run when he comes in. Doesn't have that doesn't have that cutthroat ability he had in the past. Uh Mets got Hey, vindication in the ninth when Utley comes up and flies out. Now he hit that ball hard. And I know a lot of Mets fans are like, Man, I wish this score was different. Cause we would bean him right between the eyes. But you can't do that. Hey, if it was a ten, if it was a ten two game, he might have got one to the head. Might have. But then again, Donnie baseball might might not have brought him in. But you never know with Don. He could have. Dodgers, bats were up early. Going, couldn't get anything across. Uh, Granky looks strong. Okay? Basically the same numbers as DeGrom. Six innings pitch, six hits, two runs, two earned, three walks, seven strikeouts. Oh, no, sorry. That was uh, DeGrom's line. Sorry. Six, uh, six, two. 6.2 innings pitch, six hits. Three runs, three earned. Okay? Three walks, one strikeout. You know? 3.290 ERA. He didn't look bad. They both didn't look good. But they, you know, one was going to come out winning. One was going to come out losing. And, unfortunately, Granky got the loss, and, and ground got the win. Avalon comes in. Granky got into a little bit of trouble in the sixth. They let him pinch hit, and then they brought him in in the sixth, uh, brought him back out there in the sixth, and he, you know, he got into a little bit of trouble. He got the first two outs relatively quickly. Then he got a little bit of trouble. They brought Avalon in. Avalon got uh Granderson to fly out. Hatcher came in, pitched beautifully this series. Zero Era, no hits, no runs, one walk, one strikeout. Uh Jansen, another guy. That's what I'm saying. Aside from Baez, everyone in the Dodgers bullpen got the job done. So you kind of were waiting for Maddenly to bring some of these guys in. And they were when he brought them in, they did the job. But Mattingly also cost his his uh, team in the series, and so did Grankey last night. He cost his team that game and, and their series and their season. We're, co- we're not covering third. Big, big base running blunder. Huge. And Grankey's going to be thinking about that one until the start of next year. Okay. So, batting wise, Turner, what did we say yesterday? We needed to bottle him up. We needed to stop him. RBI. Okay he's just hitting out of his head right now. Tell me it wasn't vindication though, when he came up and Syndergaard just blew him away and everyone met fan was like, Thank you. We've got this guy. This is our game. That's when you started feeling like the momentum kind of just pinned in the Mets' favor. When Syndergaard struck out Turner, you kind of felt, All right, I think the Mets are gonna win this. The Mets are going to come out and just throw Familia. We didn't know if Syndergaard was going to pitch the eighth. I guess it could have went both ways, but that's where Terry Collins stepped in and said, you know what, this guy won it for us. He's been, been pitching, closing games for us all year. He's coming in for six outs. I don't care. And that's what he does. He holds his players accountable, and that's what you want your manager to do. You don't want second-guessing going on. And Terry Collins did none of that. He was like, this is what I'm going with. OK, so as far as Murphy and Turner, they were kind of the kings of hitting on this series. So they have to the Cubs are going to have to slow down Murphy. OK, if they want something, you know, to not. um come to fruition with the Mets lineup, he's the he's leading that lineup. So you have to slow him down a little bit. David Wright said, you know, it's an incredible play and game changer for us. What Daniel Murphy did with the heads up base running. Okay. Terry Collins was quoted. If something doesn't go right, we bounce back. And he's right. You know, we've done it all year. They said, the guys have a tremendous heart. I think it's 1,600-something games for Terry Collins before he had a playoff win. That's a lot of games. That's ten years right there, but he got it, and he got it with this team. Sixty-six years old, first playoff series win. That's 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 impressive right there. Okay, Murphy. Quoted: You got to give, <clears throat> you got to give a peek and hope nobody calls timeout. Because if they call timeout on that on that play, he can't obviously advance to third base. He goes and then he goes. He goes on to say because I. I then go sprinting into third base. Someone calls t- time out, and I look like a buffoon, which I don't necessarily understand because time's out. You know, you, you took the chance, and he did. <laughs> and you know what? When he did it, you could tell he was, ooh, I hope this works out. Because if it didn't, he, he'd be the, he'd be the goat of the series. But it worked out. He got it. I didn't even think the third base coach knew he was coming. So. We're, <sighs> The Mets did a great job yesterday. Great job going to the NLCS. First time since 2006. We got that Cardinals game still stuck in the back of our head, and I'm sure all of America is going to be rooting for the Cubs since 1908. Over 107 years, no, no World Series. So a lot of people are going to be against the Mets. They're going to have their, they're going to have an uphill battle. The Mets dealt with you know two Cy Young Award winners, four out of the five games, and one. Who are the Cubs going to throw at them that they can't handle? This lineup showed you that they can handle anything. Four out of five games, Cy Young award winners. That's a lot of games. The Cubbies lineup is a lot better than the Dodgers. So the Mets kind of have to slow down. DeGrom, Harvey, Syndergaard. I was thinking about their lineups and who they're going to throw. Now you have Harvey going Saturday night. Syndergaard obviously going Sunday. You got an off day on Monday. Tuesday, Degrom, or no? Tuesday is going to be you want it to be Degrom. Sunday, Monday, yes. Tuesday you want it to be Degrom, but you you you're pretty sure it's going to be Degrom. But Wednesday is the is the matchup that you want to say. Do I put uh, Matts out there? Or do I have Harvey go on three days rest? Now, a lot of people are saying that Harvey's not going to pitch on three days rest. I don't know. Um, If I'm a Met fan, depending how the series goes. Now, that's a call you can't make until the series plays out a little bit. The first two games, first three games. If you're down 2-1 or down 3-0 and it's Wednesday, you want to put your season in Matz's hands or you want to put it in Harvey's hands? And I think Terry Collins is going to do the right thing. Harvey needs to be put on his big boy pants, you know? Get off the teat of a, a management as an agent and say, hey, listen, I'm I'm for New York. I'm going to pitch, and I'm going to win, depending on what he does Saturday night. 347-989-0635, number to call. We're going to take a call right now. How you doing, caller? Where are you from? What's your George. name, bud?
1: Hey, what's going on, Big Rig? This is John bomb from uh, Jersey. Hey, what do you think hey, – what do you what do you think about what do you think about the matchup? Uh Mets and Cubs. What what, what do you think is gonna
0: happen? First game of the well, series. What, what what do you think? Now, as far as the Dodgers and the Mets go coming out of this series, I feel the Mets match up a lot better with the Cubs. I think when you're talking about a power lineup with power pitching, the power pitching always comes out. So the Mets have a power staff, the the Cubs have a power lineup. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna hurt the Cubs. I think I think they're not gonna be as, as a potent an uh, offense as they were in the first series. I think the Cubs are going to slow down a lot. And I think, I think that, uh, you know, the, 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 the Mets are going to come out and the series just because of the pitching. Now, when I look at the batting and the uh, the Cubs pitching, I feel that the Mets are going to have an easier time, especially when they only have to Marietta now, Lester.
1: And, okay, just, you know,
0: Hendricks and Hamels are not what like I'm scared of. I'm only scared of Arietta. And he's only pitching one time uh, – um, the first uh, – second game, rather, and then another time. He may be able to go third, but not with the way they're uh, lining it up when Leicester went first. So you're only going to face Arietta twice in this series. That being said, uh, it, it depends how the Mets handle it. Like I said, the, the clubs could easily win the series.
1: Right. So I think you are he, I think you're and, a Met and, and,
0: fan? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and let me let me tell you something. No, the Mets are so going to come in and, and they're going to be favored,
0: right? Yeah. You got you got something going on there. You got like four people talking. I don't
1: know what's going on here. Hey, so my question is 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 the Mets the Mets are going to be favored, right? So, what am I doing? I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit the bookies here. hard. I, I'll, I'll, should I take the Mets?
0: Well, actually, the, the Cubs, I think, are favored. I think the Cubs are going to be favored for this series. So I think the line, is going to be, the line is going to be almost close to even, but it's not going to be significant enough where you're going to say, oh, my God, I have to take so-and-so, I have to take that. Yeah. If I were you, I would go with the Mets staff and, and what they're doing. And call, bud. I would go with the Mets staff and and just take a chance on them. Overall, in my honest opinion, I think the Cubs are a better team. Cubs have that almost team of destiny. They, they, they won seven games against the Mets. They swept them this year. Now, granted, that was a different team. The Mets had the the Mets have a a totally different team right now. So you don't know what's going to happen. Okay. So this is going to be a great series. We're going to preview that tomorrow and come back and go a little bit more in depth in that series. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we're going to go right into our football picks and uh, the NFL. Be right back. Um, so we just went over to Mets game five, Mets won the series three, two, uh, we're going to switch it over to football for a little bit. Uh, got a resident gambler coming on. Give us a football picks. Let me give you a little bit of resume on, uh, on my gambling. He's been gambling probably a good 15, 15 to 18 years, uh, mildly successful, um, but he, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the little things that you don't look for in football games and stuff like that. So we're going to get to him in a little bit. He's on a phone, a phone right now, and we're going to go to our uh,
2: football pitch. <laughs>
0: Welcome to in Hulse's Hot Picks. How you doing there, then?
1: Big Rig. What is up, brother? How you doing? Listen, 18 years gambling. I'm only 25 years old, so that sounds about right.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, and
1: I'm 24. <laughs> there we go. All right, listen. Let's All right, right. So, what do you want to do
0: first? You want to do a little college? Wanna, what do you like in yeah, do in College you, or what? I'm
1: going to give. I'm going to give you a couple quick. I'm going to give you three college games. Um, the first two probably the more popular games of the week. First one: USC at Notre Dame. I have minus seven. Do you have a similar line? Yes. Notre Dame minus seven. USC is in complete shambles. The only thing uh, Steve Sarkisian was good at was probably partying. That's the guy you want to party with. <laughs> so think you think Notre the whole Dame, coaching
0: thing is going to affect them?
1: Yeah, I think they're just a disaster. I think the AB needs to be fired. Um, you know, even though this is a rivalry game, I think Notre Dame wins by two touchdowns. Uh, USC was favored by two touchdowns last week and lost to a bad Washington team. I think it's a matter of time. Chip Kelly will be their next head coach. I think okay. the yeah, you will think make so, playoffs. I think that is the bet. Chip Kelly, I don't think he'll lose there. He'll be able to recruit. He's going to win. Take Notre Dame minus seven. He'll win by two touchdowns. First game. So you think he just Second ups game. and gets out? Yeah. Like,
2: uh, like what's
0: his name did in uh, Arizona with uh, Atlanta? Uh, what was his name? Yeah. Back in the day, um, Bobby uh, – which guy I talking his name. About. The coach? Oh, Petrino. The guy uh, oh, from. Yes, Bobby Petrino. That's it. Yep.
1: Yeah, he went to yeah, Ar- think, well, Arkansas, I, I think, right? I think if the Eagles don't make the playoffs, Chip Kelly's done, and he'll land he uh, at USC, which is which is probably the best college job in the country. Is USC? Yeah, you know? oh yeah. I absolutely. can't see him losing there. Next game, another okay, rivalry game. Michigan State at Michigan. I have Michigan minus seven. Michigan State six and O team, a soft six and O team. Michigan, a 5-1 team, probably well-deserved the 5-1. Everyone's on the Jim Harbaugh bandwagon. I don't disagree. My only thing this game, even though Michigan State is a soft 6-0, a touchdown in this big rivalry game is a lot of points. I think Michigan wins the game. I think it's extremely close, a one- or two-point game. Give me Michigan State plus the seven points.
0: So you want Michigan State plus seven?
1: You got it. Write it down, Big Rig.
0: I'm running it down right now. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take your record every week.
1: Damn right. right. Well, I'm 14, and one. 14 and one, going into this week. <laughs> <Next> <laughs> there game, you go. Next game, a three and two West Virginia team at Baylor, who's five and zero. Oh. Baylor, 64 points a game they're putting up. I think it's actually a a quiet 64 points. Not many people, uh, you know, look at Baylor as a national title team. I think, yeah, the I, agree. The, I think they're the best you, team in the country. I think they have the Heisman Trophy winner on their team in Seth Russell. Uh, in five games, he's got God. 22 touchdown passes. Uh, the spread in this game is a lot for a uh, for a conference game, 21.5 points. I'll take That's a Baylor, minus 21.5. I think they win by 40. I think it's a complete blowout like every other game this week. They go to 6-0. and They stay at number two in the country. Seth, Seth Russell stays the leading candidate for Heisman Trophy winner. Those are my three picks for college Okay,
2: football.
0: so let me ask you a question now, real quick, with the Michigan State. How did you? How did you like the way they played against Rutgers last week? Did, did that gave you a little confidence or something? I don't understand where the the pick is coming from.
1: Gave me zero confidence. The only thing, yeah. the only I'm reaching with Michigan State. I, I'm surprised that is a touchdown. Listen, you're still you're still six and oh. You're still Michigan State. Michigan uh-huh. State's playing for a national title right now. I think they're yeah. seventh in the country. You know, even though they're a soft six and zero, oh, you're not telling me that's not going to be a field game late with such a big rivalry. So that's that's the main reason, basically it being such a uh, you know an in-state game. And give me the give me the seven points. Okay, okay,
0: all right. So we're gonna switch over to the NFL real, real quick. Good job. Uh, I'm gonna go over the lines real quick and read them out. Uh, see if you got the same things. I got Denver giving Cleveland four at Cleveland forty-two and a half. Uh Cincy given Buffalo at Buffalo 42 and a half. Minnesota given uh KC four at Minnesota forty four. Uh Jacksonville given Houston at Jacksonville forty three. Uh Detroit given Chicago um at Detroit forty four. Uh Jets given Washington six in New York, forty and a half. Uh Arizona, three and a half at Pittsburgh, forty four and a half over under. Uh Tennessee's given Miami two. Forty three and a half at Tennessee. And at Seattle is given Carolina seven forty and a half. Green Bay, ten and a half. At Green Bay to San Diego, fifty and a half over under. That's a big line. And then Baltimore given two to San Francisco. At San Francisco, forty four over under, And New England giving in the ten, uh, fifty four and a half. And then finally Monday night Giants. Philadelphia giving the Giants four and a half. At Philly, forty nine over under. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my picks first. Uh, my locks of the week, uh, maybe they're, they're different for yours. Maybe they, they, uh, they're they the same. Um, I got Denver over Cleveland at Cleveland. Um, I'm loving Denver. Uh, Cleveland is just a bad team. Denver is not that good either, but I feel Denver is going to, you know, paint man is going to find a way to win by more than four points. Uh, another thing is Green Bay, San Diego. I got San Diego plus ten and a half. I mean, Green Bay is a good team. But Phillip Rivers can score. And to give him ten and a half, I'll take that every day of the week. So I got San Diego, uh, plus ten and a half at Green Bay. And then my last pick is Arizona Pittsburgh. I think the blitz packaging Michael Vick is gonna see is gonna decimate him. I don't think he's gonna be able to get rid of the ball. I think he comes out of this game injured, uh, and I think Arizona gives the three and a half and and, and takes it home. What do you got? What do you got, host? First pick, I'm
1: glad you picked it. You got the Broncos, right? You took them? Yes.
2: Yes.
1: You're get, okay, Browns plus four. That is my first pick. We're going opposite there, which is a good thing, bro. Uh-huh. So I feel like a, I feel okay. like a winner already. Um, <laughs> okay. I actually, I, I actually think this is a different Brown team. Um, they're a team that can score points. Uh, they, McCown threw four, for four, 457 yards last week in a win over the Ravens. I know the Ravens aren't a good team, but still, it's a Brown team that always has a de- decent defense. Now they can put up points. Um Okay. The Broncos, I feel like they're they're flirting each week with with losing the game. Um, I agree with that. It's, obviously it's not the same Peyton Manning. Um I just think them going, they're not a 5-0 team. I think them going into the Browns, I think the Broncos lose outright. Give me the Browns plus 4.
0: So you would you would even go on a, on a limb and say give me the money line with the Browns.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a bad bet. I think you go if you go fifty dollars, fifty dollars plus four money line. I think that's a, a safe play. I think you, I think it's a lock plus four. I think if the Broncos okay. win, it's by a field goal, and I think you're okay. a big loser on that one, Big Riggs. Okay, we'll see. We'll make see. Sure, Time make will sure tell. You write that one, Dem. All right, I'm, next I'm game. rated down. Got you. Next go. game, I got. Um, let's see, with the Colts or the Patriots at the Colts. What spread now do you have on that game? You have ten, ten and a half. I got ten. I have ten and a half. Okay, 10 it is. Okay, we'll I'm call gonna take 10. The Patri- I'm going to take the Patriots minus 10. I don't even know if Luck is playing this game. I don't care. I don't think it matters. I think this is the Patriots' payback for the slate gate. Um, I don't think it's really even a big game for the Colts. Colts are 3-2. and two. I think they're going to win that division at 7-9. and nine. Um, I think Brady and Belichick are on a tear uh, against the league, against the NFL, against the Colts. So this is your payback. Um I think the Pats win an absolute
0: blowout. 44-7 final. Give me the Patriots. I 100% agree with you. I actually wrote down four teams this week cuz I was I wasn't sure who I wanted to take, <coughs> New England or Arizona. I went with Arizona cuz I felt it was just a the more unpopular game. Uh New England is by far going to cover that spread. I agree with you 100% there.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, they've covered every I think they've covered every week the Patriots. Uh they're they're, uh, they're actually doubling. Paid. They're actually doubling the yeah. points
0: of every opponent every every weekend uh, that they, they played this year, so
1: yeah, everybody keeps saying they're due to to not cover due to lose, but I think no, they and I think it's an easy win, so yeah, uh, my last game I have um Redskins at the jets. I know there's a popular game with you with chess fans, new York people uh oh, of course plus six um I'm not a jet believer yet, I'm not a believer in Ryan Fitzpatrick. uh jets coming off a bye. maybe they come out flat. You know what I want to see? I want to see the Skins put up a a quick touchdown. Maybe make it ten nothing. I want to see the Jets play from behind. Um, I think I, if that I, happens, if the, you did.
0: I I agree. I I I really feel that this is going to be a really tough game for the Jets. Everyone is is taking the Redskins lightly. I think the Redskins are better than people think, and I think they're going to give Ryan Fitzpatrick fits on defense. And I think they're going to have to play from behind. I agree with you there.
1: This is a this is a Redskins team that that plays with everybody. They're a little unpredictable, but every game, every game is, is a field goal game. They you know they lost in overtime last week. Uh, they should have won that game against the Falcons. It's a shame yeah, they didn't I, win. And I agree I, you know, totally. I think this I think this is just a game that that's really close. I think that six points is. I think the Jets squeak out a fourteen thirteen win, but I'm confident in the plus six Redskins on the road at Jets. Those are my okay, there you NFL have it. Picks.
0: There you have it. Me, Denver. I got San Diego, Denver, Arizona. Hulse has got Browns, Patriots, skins. Uh, thanks for the call, then. I got to wrap up the show. We're closing in 30 got seconds. It, uh, See
1: you later. Talk to you right, next thanks, week. Thanks for the call. All, all right. right
0: bye-bye. All right. So that's our show for the week. Uh, we went over our picks. We went over to game five of the Mets. We um, previewed a little bit of the of the Cubs game. And uh, we're going to go be back tomorrow, and we'll uh, – you know, we'll talk about it more tomorrow and and go over this this, this series, this, this this pivotal series for the Mets. All right, everyone, have a good day, and like I always say,
1: hey, does this soup make me look fat? No, 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 your face does.
0: Oh, okay, thank you, I appreciate it. See you later, everybody.